Country Podcast Edition. I've always been around great songwriters and artists my whole life. I'm Michael Knox. Welcome to my world. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jason Aldean, and you are listening to my boy Michael Knox on Knox Country Podcast. Welcome to the Knox Country Syndicated Radio Show Podcast. Cool, guys. I I, I have Eric Dillon here today, and um, big up-and-coming independent artist. Um, just released his second album, or did you have one before your, your current one? This is number two, this second album. And yeah. what's the name of this project? This one's called Baseball on the Moon. And um, you got some visitors on this record. I do. Uh, I got my buddy Luke Combs to sing on the title track, and then I got my buddy Steve Earle to... Uh, cover one of his songs off the guitar town record someday so that was cool so what's your relationship with steve earl i have been a super fan of steve earl since i was a little kid in kansas and uh fortunately got to write with guy clark before he passed away and met steve through guy and that just kind of led us into the the studio eventually together so it was cool but I'm, i've always been a fan of that texas writing the guy clarks the jerry jeffs the steve earls uh, towns van zandt Name my little boy Towns, so, you know. Yeah, now, um, but, I mean, Steve Earle is, is a hard guy to get to. I mean, he just don't pop up on a lot of people's stuff, you know. So, so that's got to be awesome to get him on your project. Yeah, he said the last time he sang Backgrounds was uh, on uh, Lucinda Williams' uh, Wheels on a Gravel Road record. Wow. So, yeah, so that's pretty cool. All right, now, um, Luke Combs is a buddy of yours. Y'all... Um, um, he's on this. He's on this project too, and you're writing with Luke, and and you're kind of kind of part of that next generation songwriters, and Luke's that next generation artist. I mean, yeah. where did that relationship spawn from? Luke, uh, Luke found my record, Heart of a Flatland Boy, through his buddies Muscadine Bloodline, who are also a new up up and coming act, and he became a fan fan of that record, and uh, we just became buddies off of that record, and then I listened to him, and I was like. This guy sounds like a lion when he opens his mouth. He's got an amazing voice, and he knows who he is as an artist, and he's just packing places right now. And, you know, he's out with Aldine now supporting that tour, so that's pretty cool. So tell us about the song you did with him. Did uh, Was it a co-write? You know, what, which one is it on the record? I, I wrote Baseball on the Moon with uh, Mikey Reeves, and I wrote that with Doug Waterman, and it popped up on a, a website called The Shotgun Seat. It's a songwriter website in Nashville, and it, it was an uncut demo feature that they had. And Luke heard that song through that website. And when I posted on Instagram that I was releasing Baseball on the Moon, he hit me up about it, and, and I asked him if he'd sing on it because that third verse always kind of hit him personally. And it's about a guy bringing a guitar into Nashville and everybody telling you, you can't do it. And he did. <laughs> Where was he at his career, in his career at this time? At this time, I mean, Hurricane had already went number one. So he was... Yeah, and, and the second single was charting. And yeah, he he could have been doing a million other things, so it was really cool for him to want to do that, yeah. But Luke's always been a guy of his word and helped out his buddies, and he remembers the guy that, that helped him out when, when, he, when he wasn't Luke Combs, so... But there were, that, that's what I love about this town. I mean... We have a, a specific core group of guys that we all came up together, and that's what we're we're all having some success now, and that's a good thing, and we're all sticking together. Yeah, but that's cool, man. You you have your little crew right now that you're kind of building, and all the guys. I I get to look outside in and and watch watch you and 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 your little crew kind of start making a lot of noise, you yeah. know, and and it's kind of neat to watch that. 
Yeah, it's it's fun. I, I enjoy the process of writing. I love writing songs, and and I see. I see a lot of acts that are doing 500 tickets in Alabama or Georgia or somewhere that maybe are ready to, to take that next step. And those are the guys I want to write with because I can help them and they can help me too. So um, lots of artists like that. Luke Combs, Riley Green, Josh Phillips, Muscadine Bloodline. I think we're all going to know all of their names in the next couple of years. So um, I'm just honestly really happy to be a part of it and glad they do what they like what I do too. All right, cool. Um, I know, I know you were working on a project for quite some time with a new artist named Riley Green. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, how did how did you bump into Riley and and now he's signed to Big Machine, and you and and he's got singles coming out this year that you're a part of. Man, tell me about a couple of those things. Uh, Riley was one of those guys that um, a company Peachtree Entertainment down in Georgia introduced me to. They said this guy's. They thought he was going to be the next big thing, Bradley Jordan, and he called me because uh, he's a fan of what I do as a songwriter, and he said, would you write with this guy from Alabama? Riley drove up, and we wrote Outlaws Like Us was the first song, and that's going to be on the, the new record. I sat in the room with him for about five seconds and knew everything that Bradley had told me was true because, it, I mean, the guy's six six, and he's a great singer, and he knows who he is, and obviously from instagram the girls like him too so i don't know a, why that don't is. Know why. I, it's like a mystery <laughs> yeah he's so he's so damn ugly you know i don't but, see the big deal yeah i don't either i don't either <laughs> we, we shouldn't though right <laughs> hey guys this is eric Dillon, and you are listening to knox country podcast You have his first single? I think so, yeah. They're tossing around his first single being There Was This Girl, and that was um, the second song we wrote together. But I've been really lucky with Riley. He's He cut he cut eight songs, and six of them were my songs, and, and I was just trying to get one cut in this town. You know how tough that is? Yeah. And I'd spent seven years in town without anywhere near that number of cuts. So I'm just glad that we got each other and... and I can help him do what he does, and he's obviously going to be able to, to help me do what I do, too, as a songwriter. That's kind of what you dream of is finding that artist, and I think he's the dude, honestly. Well, and you do play shows with him on occasion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He brings me out all the time. I open up for him, and, and it, it's really helped my fan base, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I get up on stage and do most of the songs we write together, so... After a while, he's like, man, you ought to just stay up on stage because I think most of them are your songs. <laughs> but um, it's it's fun to go out there to see what his listener wants to hear, too. Mm-hmm. I think that's one big thing about opening up for him. I get to see what resonates with his listeners as an artist, and then I can sit back as a writer when Riley's playing and see what, what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really important thing as a singer-songwriter is knowing what your end result is and what what the what the listener really wants to hear you know we can sit in a room all day but but you really have to see them so you have a you have another single coming out this year i do with um big machine yes uh josh phillips from big machine um it's a tune that i wrote with randy montana and him and it's called uh in a bar somewhere i love that song too how did that go about uh randy found josh phillips and randy called me and said hey there's this guy that I think he's going to do something. We should write with him. I've been writing with him. And uh, Randy got the production gig on that with Jonathan Singleton. So 
and uh, our song ended up being the first single. So, in a bar somewhere, man. Knox Country Podcast Edition. Some of you know me as a record producer for acts like Jason Aldean and Thomas Rhett. Others know me as the son of rock and roll legend Buddy Knox, party doll fame, back in 1957. I'm Michael Knox. Welcome to my world. You're listening to Knox Country Podcast. Hey, this is Keith Urban. What's up, y'all? It's your boys here, Florida Georgia Line. Hey, this is Little Big Town. And you're listening to Knox Country. You've entered Knox Country. Welcome back to the Knox Country Podcast. Now, the first thing I ever heard you do was a song called Pink Flamingos. Now, I saw a video. What was that? Was that like a little independent video you made and stuff yeah. like that? Because that's how yeah. I found it was on YouTube. Yeah, uh, we shot an indie video with it, and I got all my buddies to get in the video. Emily Earls, actually. She's Becky. She's the one with the shotgun. But, um, yeah, we had a lot of fun with that video. I, I didn't realize that uh, CMT really didn't want to play a video that had guns beer drinking and talked about murdering a guy though so we didn't it, i don't think it was a wasted two grand but i i think uh i enjoyed watching it <laughs> <laughs> well it hey you got discovered yeah and that's how you sense. saw it there you right? go. yep that's the first thing that i saw on you um before your record came on my desk for me to review about working with you you know um, that's cool that was the song because i knew that because i looked on the back and i was like i know this you know and then she and then Shalacy goes no you got to hear that, that that i know that song and that's awesome so it kind of came about very organically that way yeah that that video was i really i really wanted to just have something out there on youtube with that video and uh we had a you can tell we had a lot of fun shooting it it's just got driver williams from eric church's band in it and it's it's just it's just it was a good time so. it's, it's i love the song love the song it's like a hardcore version of goodbye earl yeah. from the dixie chicks <laughs> we wanted to, to disguise a murder ballad as like a kind of a feel-good song so it's a feel-good you start song in your head and then you go what's he talking about yeah. oh he, he just killed somebody yes yeah. and, and you're like yeah you're jamming to and you're like wait a yeah. minute <laughs> i don't know as a writer i like to write about things that other people maybe don't want to write about because i grew up in northeast kansas in the middle of nowhere and you know bad stuff happens out there you just real but it's real yeah well i like working i like talking about the things that go on between monday and friday sometimes you know not not just all about the party out there okay i'm gonna put you on the spot because you have to tell the story of going back home and hunting with your dad and what you did (laughs) I can't. <laughs> I can't. You have to. I know way too many game wardens. Oh. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Hey guys, it's Shalacy. Check us out on the web at KnoxCountry360.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KnoxCountry360. Is there a 4th of July ritual you guys do with your family or anything like that? Or do you have a great 4th of July story with you and your family, kids? In uh, in Northeast Kansas for 4th of July, we don't have a ton to do, but all the firework displays are all over the place, so 30 miles apart. So being the geniuses we were, we decided to put a tarp in my buddy's F-150, fill it up with water, and, and drive around 200 miles that day to all the different fireworks displays so nobody nobody got hurt but uh that's about the dumbest thing i've ever done i think (laughs) driving 55 with a bed full of water in a f-150 was it fun celebrating america's (laughs) independence (laughs) it was fun what i remember of it (laughs) 
We were just hoping the tailgate didn't fall down oh it, eventually. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. your kids they'll enjoy the fourth. They will never know about the uh they'll never know about the Well not the tarp and the truck. No, yeah. <laughs> they but will, yeah. Uh, Towns and Hawk, do they like, you know, fireworks, sparklers? He uh, Towns loves sparklers. Hawks won, so we're yeah. probably gonna give him the poppers, but we usually go back to Kansas. Um my family has a farm. 500 acres in the middle of nowhere and we can watch firework displays from two hours away from the back porch so we can watch about 15 different different celebrations it's kind of cool mm-hmm. to do that so maybe we'll do that this year there you with go no tarps and trucks or anything Thank you. like that yeah keep it g <laughs> awesome thanks for stopping by eric we appreciate it brother thanks knox knox country Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Knox Country Podcast. Special thanks go out to co-host Mr. Lacey Griffin and producer Donnie Walker. See you next time. You've entered Knox Country Outtakes. You don't want me to do the pet the horse, pet the dog, pet the horse? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) We won't use it, but yeah. Yeah, We won't use it. Hey guys, you're listening to my boss and the worst radio guy in the world, Michael Knox. <laughs> That's awesome. No, it isn't. It's great. I didn't say my name, so you can't hold me to that. Knox Country Podcast Edition.